0: You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Welcome to Be Simply. This is She, and I want to thank you for being here today. We're going to dive into creativity the winter season in the Northern hemisphere and the alchemy of water. And as we enter fully into the yin time in the Northern hemisphere and on our friends on the Southern hemisphere, as they enter into summer, the yang time of year, we come into these beautiful polarities to counterbalance one another with fire and water. And as we approach that shortest day of the year here on the planet in North America, North America, but also in the Northern Hemisphere, it's that tipping point. And I think oftentimes people, you know, since that we have this overlay of this Gregorian calendar, uh, you know, forcing a whole globe to kind of operate seasonally based on half the globe when actually there are two things happening simultaneously. So as we uh, dive into this passage of time, depending where you are on the planet, and also I don't want to forget the people that are holding the center along the equator all the way around the globe where uh, seasons and energies are more consistent, yet they have their own the Ings to contend with, <laughs> like my friends that are in Fiji, a cyclone, may they all be safe there, uh, you know, there's different island nations that get hit quite frequently by extreme weather, so, you know, this keeps us humble, it keeps us nimble when we are being asked to just navigate and find our rhythms based on where we are on the planet. And so for those of you that are in the northern hemisphere and feel inclined to dive into the element of water, uh, this is that time to do it. It's time to seed, go inward, uh, incubate, create, and clearly we've all been on an inward journey this past year as we've been asked to really uh, slow down has been beautiful on many levels. Uh, It's also been very disorienting to many people uh, because we had to examine certain things that may not serve and make adjustments so that we can rise up and maybe reach new levels of our potential and our mastery and really get aligned with what's important to us. So, When we enter the season, it's really interesting uh, for the Hopis, and I can't really speak for them, but I will share what I've observed and learned. Uh, This seasonal rhythm is really important to their farming way of life, and their ceremonial cycle supports the agricultural way of living, and we really are an agricultural planet. And I used to uh, live part-time up on the Sunshine Coast in Canada and I would always be kind of mesmerized by like the deer that would be big hardy deer and they would just come and nibble off the green leaves and then the bears. Uh, Unfortunately, some of them became a little domesticated, but all in all, they, you know, are big, hardy animals, and they, they're these berry-eating bears, you know, so they eat fresh food, and then they hibernate part of the year. Uh, even had one hibernating under the house <laughs> one winter season. And so, you know, it, it just showed me that, you know, we are, as humans, are pretty excessive with the amount of things we take in, whether it's food, uh, water, whether it's the things we want, like material things. And we've actually become quite a lazy culture on many levels. And so if if we look to nature, how to bring that back into balance and to think about how, how do I participate in this agricultural planet and how is that possible and how do I reappropriate some of my time to begin to understand what that is and that's why I have this program called Mind You and Food Unlock Your Potential because it gives you an opportunity through an annual solar cycle to really evaluate your rhythm and then if you do it several times with me (laughs) we go deeper and deeper so it's an inner inner journey, a balancing journey and you find your rhythm. Uh, It's a continual practice. And that's the one thing I like to stress as we go into this creative time is that many people, you know, because we're such an on-demand culture, we forget that we are rhythms in an agricultural sense. And so we plant seeds, we allow them to germinate, we allow them to grow, and then we till the soil, we harvest, and then this, the cycle starts again. It's nothing that you just get over. You keep participating in it and you keep giving back to nature, but we've gotten pretty lazy. Like we can go to the market and get all the things we need from ready-made bread to, uh, all the food and produce sitting there already. And so this removes us so far from food production that We forget, like even so far from even water, going and harvesting water and carrying water. And you can imagine if your whole day was around farming, that it would be very different. It would be so different because you would be working really hard. You probably wouldn't need that gym membership. (laughs) And you would have more respect and reverence for the food that you receive from your crops and to share it. And so that's why, you know, my time interacting and supporting different aspects of Hopi Nation have been such a profound realigning process. And I'm not saying that I'm a farmer by any means. (laughs) My garden has gone wild many times over, and hopefully uh, it'll regain some semblance this spring. But as we enter into this period of water time in the northern hemisphere and and you know are held on the southern hemisphere by that fire energy it really is a time to incubate what you want to take action on in the forthcoming summer And so that's why it is important to slow down. it's important to listen and feel into where you're supposed to put your attention where you're destined to put your attention. I've been doing the karma talks, I'll have a third one up and coming soon. Uh, And so, to understand that if we listen and feel into what we've already woven, like a tapestry of our destiny, that we will be able to better focus on where we're to put our attention. Sometimes we get distracted by the things that we want, um, the things that we think we need, and we forget that we already you know, created our plan before we got here, so to speak. And so rather than get distracted by other things, we could really put our attention to where well, des- our destiny will lead us there no matter what. And so in the most recent segment I did on PSYOPs and I promised to go in a little deeper, but as we tip into this creative time, it feels important to really encourage people to start paving their way if they haven't already into this new, era that we're birthing, which is the golden age. And so if we listen into that destiny time, then we are more certain of where we're going to put our attention and we can focus there and it becomes disorienting. You know, when we have all these things pulling at us in different directions that were so far removed from how the humans were uh, created to relate to this planet uh, it's a wonder <laughs> that we're even still here but we are and that's because this creative energy that we have in our mind's eye that we have this ability to imagine and just yesterday I left a message from my friend he's a astrophysicist and a nuclear physicist and I was sharing with him you know can you answer my question? <laughs> my question was, years ago, I went to a conference, a space conference, and one of the professors took us, he was an astrophysicist himself, and he took us to the boundary of the universe. And I was just like following along and feeling the space between that and here and myself. And I was like, whoa, what is this all about? What are we doing here? And and then I, you know, began to contemplate, and that was my question for my friend was, you know, I really feel if we clear up our mind, if we use it appropriately because we can observe, we can correlate by what happens with the solar system and our sun, the star, that there are some phenomena that is a call and response. And we've seen it during this COVID time where everyone slowed down and how quickly Mother Earth has regenerated very fast. The air's gotten cleaner, faster, all these things. So we know it's not Mother Earth <laughs> that's ill that everyone's trying to save. It's actually the humans that are ill. And so there's certain phenomena that I feel, and I can only say feel because this is a kind of a hypothesis I was posing to him, is that if we cleared up our mind, Uh, things around us would start to clear up, the environment would clear up, the illnesses in the human mind, the wetico would shift, and the world would start to respond in a way that is what we would imagine to be in the golden age. And so this golden age that a lot of people have talked about and dreamt about, you know, again, a lot of times people come from quote unquote, a lazy attitude with that, that they think, oh, it's just all going to be good and easy and all that stuff. But mastery uh, in any form takes discipline and practice and a willingness to show up. And like I always like to remind everyone, the ant doesn't wake up and say, oh, I don't want to be an ant today. I don't want to carry those microbes across the forest floor. Uh, The ant does it, you know everyone participates the way they are to participate and the one anomaly i would say on certain level are the humans and imagine if you woke up and realized that it was your mind that created all the suffering it was your laziness that created all the uh, gluttony that takes place on this planet it was your and i say your if that means our it's the universal your um if you realize that it was your addictions and afflictions that took away that possibility of the golden age what would you do where would you shift and so that's what we're poised to examine right now is that as we enter into this period this very sacred time, of water, what are you wanting to support within yourself, within your mind, what are you wanting to create? And I would keep it as simple as possible as uh, as an essence versus really particular, like, oh, I want to build a building, or I want to paint a painting, or I want to uh, start a farm. Whatever it might be, I would just really encourage you to feel into what that is for you and then once you feel that you might be surprised as where it takes you because that essence will be your one of your guiding principles and lead you into a lot of creative directions you know and it's this this age is really uh, welcoming us back into that ability to create in harmony with one another, with nature, with the stars, with the moon, the sun, the planets. And at that point in time, then we get to see things much differently than we've ever experienced them before. So, what I'd like to do is... Uh, We're gonna dive into a little music by uh, Dante Marino. Uh, It's called The Age of Aquarius. And I know I've been kind of on a little monologue here, meandering monologue. And as we come back from that, I want you to be ready to really dive in a little deeper into what this means to be in harmony with your creative energy to really align with your sacral energy in a way that can serve yourself and humanity at large. So as we dive into that energy, there's going to be a little bit deeper discussion about the purification of our sacral energy and how to align it with our heart and with mother nature. So with that being said, I'd love for you to take a nice big, deep breath in, and then exhale out. Another one, inhale, and exhale. Again, to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply.
1: your soul
0: Song I shared in the last segment. And truly, you know, this is a period of time where the veils are dropping. And if we want to unlock our potential and really dive in deeper into the alchemy of both water and fire, because it is important to remember while maybe we're myopically focused on you know, where we are in our season to understand that there's a whole system working. And the one thing that we looked for when we're ready to get warm in the winter is fire. And the one thing we look for when we're ready to cool off in the summer is water. And so there's always this dance between the two. And fortunately for us, uh, we have this beautiful energy called the sun, our star that breathes life on this planet. It allows us to be here existing the way we are. And so we have that element of fire and then we have water crystals all out in the universe dancing. So with light and sound and they create our existence. So during these transitions, it's important to honor both. You know, when I take people on retreat, we honor water and fire every morning. Um, and in the evening and then aspects of the earth's energy and so for for each one of us this is an opportunity to one welcome in more consciously this age of Aquarius thinking it not just for self and that's why I hopefully you came up with an essence of what you want to create with or what you're ready to take action with if you're somewhere else on planet earth is that uh, that you're at this point and you're ready to consciously pave that future not just for yourself but for future generations and as I have been breaking down in the karma talks is that In every moment we're making choices for a self. We're making choices that enable us to do what we need to do in the highest and best and in alignment with this planet that we're serving and our fellow human species that we're serving. So now we're going to dive into how we want to purify this energy because Part of that song uh, by Dante Blue Soul. It's kind of like letting go of our love affair of things maybe that existed within ourselves, the love affair of the world we once knew. And then opening ourselves up to new creation, new possibilities, opening ourselves up to our highest expression and welcoming ourselves to connect with that expression and say, hey. What's possible here? Where, where am I supposed to serve? How am I supposed to serve? And am I willing to place the attention there? So water, first of all, uh, how do we uh, take care of this element of water? Well, if you think about it, we're primarily water. And water does what? It adapts. It moves with the river ways, and moves in the ocean. The tides change. Uh, the water is always adapting. It can become ice. It can become uh, hail. It can become soft snow. It can become all these beautiful things. And it can exist in a crystalline form in the universe in ways that you can't even imagine. They call it star water. So we have this element that, Is within all of us is everywhere it's in the air and we have the ability to relate to it in such a sacred way because it's our creation energy and that's what the baby sits in in the humans for nine months uh, and change and that beautiful beautiful expression of nature through the feminine energy is that we get to create something in water and so for each one of us if we understand the sacredness of water and how we would like to retain our sacred energy and so it's not by accident that the element you know as depicted through uh, chinese medicine and yoga and ayurveda is nestled in our sacral energy and so this is that actual opportunity we all have is to reposition how we associate ourselves with the element of water how we choose to associate ourselves with our deepest deepest energy that is uh so divine rather than use it for uh i don't know just like giving it away you know it's sacred it's special And so in some traditions, you know, it's really uh, taught to uh, keep self very pure. And so a lot of people in this era right now that we're letting go of don't really like that because we're all about sense pleasures, indulgence, uh, all these different things that have created atrocities on planet Earth. And so if we decide we'd like to purify and we'd like to uh, really bring our sacral energy into harmony, we'd realize that, you know, that that sacred space is so pristine. It's so pristine that you could create a child in those sacred waters. And why would you want anything else but a sacred vessel to hold those sacral waters to create? in? why would you want to bring in atrocities or perversions or addictions or traumas into that sacred space? And the beautiful thing about water is it also can melt away those uh, addictions, afflictions, it can liberate your karmas. So as you dive into this season, I really welcome everyone on planet earth to think about the relationship with water and how they can bring it into a sacred form, how they can welcome themselves to deepen that relationship with water and see where they would like to go in this most immediate now with their energy and where they'd like to purify where they're ready to let go and give way so for many um, people it's easier said than done so i like to remind everyone that purification and realignment and rising up into your highest expression is a practice it's a discipline and it's not always easy So, but I'm going to give you a fun little quick, easy uh, way to start. So I want you to imagine that your sacral energy in your physical body, whether you're male or female, is a temple. And it's the most beautiful, sacred temple you could ever imagine. And then I want you in your mind's eye your imagination to create that temple. And this temple is your sacred space to create in, and it houses your energy. And in the middle of that temple, or wherever you choose, there's a vessel of sacred water. And that water is yours to decide how you want to create with, who you want to share it with, how you want to share it with. And the more clean and clear the exchanges are, The more pure that water stays, the more pure your creation stays. And the vibratory frequency of that rises up and beautiful things begin to happen. And when we lean into that purification, then we're operating in a place that is otherworldly. It leads us there. And that's where we bridge heaven and earth within us and around us so what i'd like you to do is no matter where you are on planet earth think about your sacred space within your body how what it looks like that vessel of water and how you would like to keep it pure and clean and when you really examine that then i want you to step back and say what has been in my life? What have I been consuming? What have I been interacting with? What have I been engaging with that? And not external people, but just for yourself. What have you been engaging with that isn't keeping that water pure and clean? And so anything external, meaning people, places, and things are just reflective mirrors of where our inner work is. So it's easy to point fingers at people but the reality is is whatever's going on that they create a reflective mirror for you or you create a reflective mirror for them those are aspects of yourself that are ready to transform so imagine your beautiful temple and then imagine the things that need to leave the temple that you've been engaging with and so one by one and take some time with this. You might be able to do it quickly, but I want you to take some time and really imagine what you're ready to uh, send away from the temple. These might be past traumas. These might be unresolved uh, experiences that you haven't taken time to handle. Whatever it might be, uh, welcome yourself just to release it, release it back into the earth below you, letting it go, you know, It doesn't have to be a big, long process, sometimes just identifying that I am ready for that not to be here anymore. I'm ready for that aspect of myself to be gone. Then that clears the space up rather quickly, and it might knock at your door again, like maybe there's an electromagnetic field in your body that needs to be released, but you'll know it doesn't need to come into your sacred space. It doesn't need to reactivate your whole system. You can simply let it go and send it, back into the earth's energy let that electromagnetic charge go back into the earth and be used for something else so this is that simple process create your sacred space send out what you don't want anymore and then I want you to welcome in the essence that you are ready to create with that's going to feed into your your personal life the the personal things that you'll create professionally Uh, With family, with friends, all of those things and service, whatever it is, but feel into that essence. Don't make it complicated. You don't need to make it a 20 word list, (laughs) just a simple essence, like a simple spice that you add to a good pot of soup. So, all right. So from there, what we're going to do is we're going to dive into a little song by Random Rab. It's called winter. And just to bring us into this winter energy here in Northern hemisphere and welcome you all to deepen your relationship with his sounds to the water energy, your sacred temple, and that which you're ready just to let be, let go into the earth before we meet this tipping point. And then when we come back. We'll have a little bit more of a discourse and wrap it all up and exit out with a little Freedom Tribe. <laughs> and I'll let that song be a surprise to all of you. All right, so just simply close your eyes, take a nice deep breath, and I welcome you to exhale out and let your mind and mind's eye go into your imagination. And go into feeling what is beyond here. And just gently see where it takes you. Take another deep breath in. And out. And again, inhale. You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. And as you felt into the energy of winter, hopefully you were able to connect with how you want to carry your sacral energy, your sacred water, and the relationship that we all are invited to have with water because it's around us everywhere. It's in us, around us. And as I mentioned earlier in the segment, was one of the Hopi reminds us that all we need is water and clean air and if we treat water in a special way it responds just the same way if we treat nature in a special way it responds so if inspired as you continue to deepen that relationship with your creation energy and you might say great i imagine my temple i see what needs to leave Or not be in my temple? (laughs) And am I ready to drop the veil? Am I ready to drop the veil for myself so I can bring myself into alignment? So it's really easy, especially in this era that we're letting go of, uh, that the veils have been dropping and dropping and dropping uh, for some time now. Are we ready to uh, let go of all that? like the smoke and mirrors, the make believe, because we've all participated, we've all fed into it, we've all uh, nourished that reality because it's around us. And as I mentioned, you know, in the PSYOP episode is that, you know, this device we use that you're listening to this broadcast on, you know, is a tool, but it can also be a, a harmful tool because it keeps you from really uh, being in the present moment and connecting to our ecosystem the way it was intended, and even the overindulgence in certain things, not even just food, but, you know, even consumption of creative things. Uh, Sometimes we want more and more and more and more. We want to binge on this, that, and the other, and that we forget that maybe we're to savor and really Honor what we're being given. Uh, Take less and see what comes from that, you know, so that we can have more to share with the world at large. So, what's super exciting for me at this time of year, because I love meditating and I love silence, uh, probably because I work with sound all day. I love the counter opposite of it just to balance out the speaking, listening, and, uh, clearing people's system with sound waves is that this is that inward time. So once you've established how you want your temple to be, what needs cleared out, then that's where you start. And then once you're really certain about the essence that you want to place into your sacred bowl of water, uh, that is what you start cultivating because that's going to lead you and that's going to guide you so say for example that essence you really want to cultivate is calm and so then you start really working on how you infuse a calm energy in everything you create from how you cook how you clean how you relate to your family and friends to your loved ones and see what happens from there so that's that essence you know when i was in design and architecture school we always had a a seed concept that led us through our our work and that guiding principle uh, by the end was so subtle but fed every decision we had made and so you can always expand upon that, that essence but it's good just to have a a simple seed essence and that's where you are right now that's what's rising up that that'll change throughout your lifetime But if you can work from there, you'll be really surprised at what happens. And that seed essence will help you let go of those things that don't serve your creative energy. And so uh, whatever that essence, I don't want to put too many ideas in your head, is. And if you have any questions about how to help you have some discipline and restraint to eliminate the things that don't serve... uh, send me an email at S at Suzanne Toro.com S U Z A N N E T O R O.com. And it's on, on the header there, I think. Uh, and the, just the S like Suzanne. And, you know, we can go through that, but once you decide on that essence, that's going to help you understand how to support those endeavors. And so, as I mentioned, you know, going into the the golden age is a, a time of discipline. It's practice. It's not a short period of time. It doesn't like all arrive tomorrow. It's going to be arriving for many lifetimes. And so you are in the great fortunate space to plant those seeds for you, your children, your grandchildren, the future generations. And may those efforts be great. May we hold that level of mastery up for ourselves and others so that we can truly, uh, enter this new era with greater awareness, consciousness, and understanding that with purity, things regenerate. So that's, this is the fountain of youth. When we hold our sacral energy, release all the traumas, our karmic uh, hiccups, (laughs) the things we, choices we made that diminished our energy, then we are creating in a pure form and then that pure energy is regenerative and it nourishes and there's endless streams of that energy all around us yet we get distracted by the things that diminish our energetic field and pull us into lower vibrational frequencies and a lot of times you know when i do the work with people they want to just like discard people and go find someone else that is at the frequency they want to be at. But really, we can harmonize with everyone, everyone. You know, ants, I like to use ants. Ants don't sit there and say, hey, you, you crossed the line. You can't be my ant friend anymore. That's not how it works. They they work together. They uh, flow together. So you don't have to create, quote unquote, boundaries. Uh, it's really just being in harmony with where you want to be, the essence of where you want to be and, uh, embodying that and sharing it with those around you. And then that purification of your water element continues to purify. And the other thing that we hold in the winter season is fears. So these muddy the waters. If we're scared, that's not a great place to create from. It's not a great place to live from. And we're coming off a year well, less than a year of being fed a lot of fear and, uh, a lot of scare around dying and really death is birth and birth is death and what I witnessed in both those births and deaths is an opportunity to clear karma to come into the next and let go of the things that don't serve so I want to walk you back in and then we're going to close out with a little freedom tribe is one if you during this season can really anchor what you're What your sacred space looks like, how you want to hold the sacred water and the essence you want to put in there. Take some time to think about this, you know, and it's something that should be revisited because that's going to shift some. And then acknowledging, fully acknowledging the things that do not serve you. And this is not people, places, and things. This is stuff that's in you that no longer serves. So we don't do the blame game. We don't put it out on someone else. We say, this no longer serves. I don't want to feel depressed anymore. I don't want to feel traumatized anymore. I don't want to feel angry anymore. I don't want to uh, be addicted anymore. I don't want to be a victim anymore. I don't want to be a predator anymore. Whatever it is, honor the fact that you've been mixing that in your water and you're ready to let it go and purify. And then you unlock your potential because there's that fountain of youth. There You're not pulling your energy down you're keeping it clean and clear and there's clear exchange when you're in harmony with yourself and others. And then you get to decide who gets to come in your temple and who doesn't. And then when we get deeper into this conversation about sacral waters, I will share, which I have shared on other broadcasts, why it's so important to make sure that the people you're engaging with, especially in procreation, intimate procreation is to make sure that you're, uh, both honoring each other in a sacred way, that the energy is held sacred and it's not being shared with many. It's, that's a sacred space. And the more you try to share (laughs) like a celebrity that gives away all their percentages beyond what they make, uh, the less that there is for you and the ones you love. So, uh, that's a little seed for you to contemplate too, uh, cause it, it does, that's a whole other conversation we'll dive into. So just simple recap, as you go into the winter season here in North America is to feel into that seed essence. And those that are in the Southern hemisphere, you can still feel into the seed essence. You would like to take action and move into that young energy. And then, um, Feel into your sacred space and then acknowledge what's ready to let go. And then you take action from there. And as you purify and clear, you might be surprised as what rises up. So now we're going to dive into a little freedom tribe. And this is called Jesus dances. Being that we're coming up on the time of year that many celebrate Christmas. And I just learned from my friend Harmony last night, I was listening to her live feed, that there's a cycle even ending with, in connection to astrologically with Jesus also. Uh, And we're coming to the, the completion of many cycles. So that is one of them. So I thought this is so important to play this song. It's a beautiful song. I love it. And I hope you will enjoy it. And maybe you'll get up and move a little and dance and feel into your freedom, feel into your sacredness and your potential. And may you honor every aspect of yourself the best that you can. Be gentle with yourself. Until next time, this is She signing out. With a full heart, a soft gaze, a gentle bow, and a namaste. Be
1: I Proud out loud for the children. Cause this song has always been for you and I, and I and I. And Jesus dances. Lovers, some people call it friends. Seem like good friends are so hard to find when you lend someone your hand. Uh-uh, do they steal you blind? Lord, I know. To every child and I like it like this